Hey, Marlboro Softball, Scott Seidenberg here. Second episode of Season 2 of Marlboro Softball Talk. We are a week away from the 2021 draft. How anxious is everybody to find out what team they're going to play for? I'll tell you what, I'm nervous and anxious because it's my first draft as a captain, and I honestly don't know what to expect. All I know is that I should expect the unexpected when I step into that draft room. I've said it before, and I'll say it a million times, this is going to be the most interesting draft that we've had in several years because of the five new captains, the five previous captains going back into the draft, and of course, the new players that are involved in the player pool this year. So really curious to see how it all turns out in a week from now, I guess, a week from Sunday. And if you're listening to this on Saturday, it's a week from tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Sunday, it's a week from today. That's the beauty of the podcast, right? You can listen to it whenever and wherever you want. So subscribe to Marlboro Softball Talk wherever you get your podcasts from. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. You could ask your Alexa or your Siri or whoever to play Marlboro Softball Talk podcast and they will do it. Uh, That's pretty cool. And yeah, it's... uh, It's almost crunch time. (laughs) That's pretty much what it comes down to. We're going to talk to uh, Cowboy Mike Ferraris, and that'll be the first time and only time that I pronounce his name correctly on this podcast. We'll call him Ferris from now on, just like everybody else does. But Cowboy Mike will join me in just a moment. Want to let you guys know that this portion of the podcast is brought to you by Sal's Gourmet Pizza and Pasta in Manalpin, 356 Route 9 North. Hit us up. Uh, I'm there most days. Well, Actually, I'm only there three days a week. But if I'm there, I'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. Uh, Mention Marlboro Softball Talk when you do place an order because they're going to give you $3 off any order over $25 or $6 off any order over $50. So mention Marlboro Softball Talk when you order at Sal's Gourmet Pizza in Minalpin. Let's get to the interview. Cowboy Mike Faris joining me, my former captain of the past couple of seasons. What's up, Mike? The draft is a week away. What's your feeling at this point, you know, knowing everything that we know with the new captains, the new players, how are you feeling a week ahead of the draft? Uh, Well, I'm I'm one through nine, so I feel good. I feel good about that. But I mean, I think with five new captains, there's a lot of uh, unknowns to think about. I think uh, another big change is of all the captains. We used to kind of have a luxury of having like five or so captains that were first round picks. Now we only have uh, DeMarco and Conti. So the first round is more wide open than it was in the past. It, it seemed like it was done quickly because we only would have like 13 picks. You know, the five captains are already clued in and then you move on to the next round. But I think there's a lot of uncertainty. I think no one really knows what the trends are for the, the new captains. I know I show some trends, but I, you know. If, uh, you know, the bomb blitz are gone before me, then you might see some things out of me that you haven't seen in the past. So, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a ton of things up in the air and, you know, obviously, you know, Joe Mamone is, is being gracious enough to not tell us, uh, you know, when we pick. (laughs) So I appreciate that, but I know, you know, he's got a board, he's got people, he's got a piece. So, you know, it is what it is. Well, the picture should get clearer as we get uh, narrowing down of the numbers, uh, ASAP. Are you nervous at all about me? And the reason why I ask that is because we've played together for several years. 
Yeah. And uh, am I nervous about the void in in no, at third base no, and in my heart? No, you're saying no. Are you nervous? Forget about that. We know that's irreplaceable. Uh, yeah, unless, yeah. unless you clearly draft a better player, which is highly possible. Uh, I'm just <laughs> I'm wor- I'm wondering if you're worried about me possibly taking players from our previous teams. Uh, yeah, I think when you play with guys for a few years, you know, you get used to them and you, and you count on them in certain spots. And, uh, you know, I, I know who you're probably referring to. I mean, I've had some lifers in Padola and, uh, Thomas and, uh, Turan. Um, so, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, I might have to, I might have to reach for some things, but, uh, you know, as long as I balance it out on the other end, I, you know, I think it'll, I think it'll work out. How much of a but, how much of a, a strategy game is it in that draft room? Uh, you know, listen, I'm, <clears> it's gonna it's gonna be my first time in that room, and I've been told to expect the unexpected. But how much strategy does come into play because you're worried about guys maybe taking some of your guys? Or um, I, I would love to think that there's gentlemanly agreements, but there are no friends in that room. I've heard. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like there's a lot of talk leading up to the draft, but honestly, I I, I think that's it's a lot of talk. Yes, there have been times when when guys you know are looking to pick someone, and then all of a sudden they're gone. The pick right before them. But um, I th- I mean honestly, like you could scour over over the the stats all you want and draft trends and whatever else and make all these mock drafts and whatever. But I mean, all I've ever done is I just make a list of who I think are of where I think each guy should go, like in terms of what round. And then as they're picked, I cross them off. And if we're in the the third round and I see there's a guy left over that I think is a second rounder, I might pick him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I don't I don't think I don't think it's like crazy rocket science. Um, and, I, you know, I, I mean, oh, the three years combined, I've been a captain. I have a winning record. So I think it's you know, I, I don't think it's the craziest thing ever. Um, but I do think the draft is honestly the most important day of the whole season. Because you put yourself in a position, you know, if 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 you're midway through the year and you realize like, oh, the guy I picked to play second base isn't good at second base, that that problem isn't going away. Mm-hmm. I so, get that. also, but I, you know, I, I, obviously, but some years, I mean, there's been a couple of years where my defense looked night and day from opening day. Uh huh. So, I think having yourself as a pitcher though is a huge advantage. Because it's one yeah, of the, 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 the biggest thing that you don't have to worry about in the draft. Yes, because honestly, like my first year as a captain, I was lucky enough. I didn't want someone said to me, like, you don't want to pitch your first year. You don't want to put yourself in a position that maybe you're not that comfortable in in your first year as captain, because then it looks like you're sacrificing the team for something that you want to try. So I I went, got my one through eight and with combo picks and everything. I didn't have a pitcher yet. Luckily, Mark Carp was around the ninth. But I don't, I don't believe in you know uh, taking a pitcher earlier than they should go and sacrificing the, their offense. You know, I've I've seen you know I don't want to mention names, but there are people that have taken pitchers a few you know a few rounds earlier than they should go, and the average. And the offensive output doesn't match the round that they're in. Mm-hmm. And then you got to hope to make up for that elsewhere. So I think just as long as I could pitch reliably enough, I think, you know, where I go in the draft, it's it's a good position to be in. And then my cousin, you know, I come with an outfielder too. So 
you know, and I, I was talking to Frank LaRock. I was saying he should pitch. He pitched well in the fall league mm-hmm. because then himself as a nine, he one through eight, he just has to worry about filling all the key spots. And then like, at least he knows I got this other thing covered. I think maybe next year for Frank. Yeah. I think not this year, maybe next year he'll, he'll take a picture. Yeah. It's interesting. I thought about it. I'll be honest with you. I did think about pitching. Uh, and I, I thought maybe, you know, if, if that's going to be where I'm going to go and I could worry about drafting a team and not have to worry about a pitcher, then, then that would be the way I would do it. But uh, not, not yet. I don't think I'm ready to make. That yeah. Joke. Yeah. Your first, your first year, you don't want to do that. But I got to say, I mean, with my like ADHD, it's, it's good to just to be, to do something every second of the game. Cause then I like, you know, what, know what out it is sometimes. <laughs> and I know like <laughs> sometimes is right. Cause, you, cause even- <laughs> what inning are we in? Dude, you've been pitching. I've, so I've been pitching. I walked out here five different times. So we're in the fifth, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the count? You haven't, thrown, yeah. you haven't thrown a pitch yet. It's one on one. So wh- how excited are you? for this season, given everything that we went through last year with COVID and the delays and some of the opt-outs and whatnot, is there a different level of excitement for this year? Oh yeah, definitely. And I, and I like the way that the season kind of just crept up. Like, I think I realized like all of a sudden, like, wow, it's all, it's all happening very soon. Cause I feel like it's because of the fall season, because the fall season, it, it ends. And then, you know, we, we, we extended the softball year by two or three months to the point yeah. where this, we only had like two months off, three months off. Yeah. And honestly, like, I feel like in the past we had more guys trying out. So tryouts would go on for like a month or so. And you're like, how much can I, you know, you, you watch these new guys. And then finally, when is it all going to finally come to fruition and have a season? And this past season, honestly, it was like every week just hoping it's going to start. And almost like you expected more not to start than you expected it to start. It was like, almost like you gave up. And I was, I was like, I can't believe I wasted like what I thought was my best uniform on a, (laughs) on a partial season. But I got to say, I don't know. We had, I had, I had a, we had a good team. We went, you know, we went to the second round. It was exciting playoffs. So, I mean, I think, I think with considering how, everything else was going and like other sports in the state and the County and, you know, like how many other leagues were shut down. I think, uh, it was, we got as best as we could ever imagine for last year. Let's, uh, bring up something specific about our team last year. Uh, you took Chase yeah. Sandler at the end of the first round. Uh, like, yeah. He's like, not gonna, he's not gonna last. I was about to say no like, way. likely the MVP of last season based on his performance. Yeah. Does he go beyond and it's interesting because there are the first round is very interesting, but does he go beyond the top ten? I guess it, I guess it depends when people are picking. You know, there's you know people do have their preferences, but honestly, I was I was talking to uh, you know my cousin about this recently, and in the time that the two of us have been in the league, I can't remember playing with someone else that I saw a better offensive season out of. I think maybe my first year, Joel was MVP. He put up a monster season. I think a couple of years later, Spotto was like unstoppable, bad six something, but chase was a, was an, an animal and, and his stats, you add five more games. Like who knows what his numbers could have been. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like, it's almost like that 94, like strike season. Like, Oh, could have, could have Tony Gwynn batted uh, in the four thirty. Yeah, but, um, had a great year. <clears throat> yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I think and and the thing is too, like with the amount of outfielders I had, 
I had him playing second base, which I think honestly didn't like highlight how he is defensively. Because mm-hmm. whenever he fills in the outfield, he's he's got a, a fantastic arm. He's got a ton of speed, so he could play left center field. Uh, um, so I think you know if you see him, you're thinking, oh, he's playing second base. He's more of just a hitter, but that that's not the case. So, you know, I guess, you know, we'll find out in two weeks how, how early he goes. And I know he's probably going on everyone's radar. So, yeah. Two weeks, one week. We're one week. Away. One week. I mean, tomorrow's Sunday. Oh, tomorrow's Sunday. We're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. I mean, I'm nervous. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I have to say the advantage that you have, and obviously I love playing with my cousin and, and you know, his father-in-law. <clears throat> but it's interesting. Like, you're one of the few people that come in as just yourself. Yeah. So everything is so like when I'm looking at guys that come with someone else, like, oh, this guy is an eight, but I'm the eight or this guy comes with a six. But, I, you know, my cousin's a six or do I want to take whoever earlier? So yours is is more wide open. So you can make some of the combo picks that other people are kind of mm-hmm. strapped by. We were just talking about the Pollocks being three, four and like what equation that they're taken out of because of their two picks and they're right next to each other. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, maybe Mitch should have been a two, but uh, we can argue about that yeah. for, for, for a different day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's fight, he's fighting that every year. Um, but Matt fight, Pollock, though. I think, is a very interesting case because he now he is a pitcher. Mm-hmm. You know, he is. Uh, you know, he still he still could put it over the fence, but he's in the four hundreds range average usually. But I don't know how you could justify moving him down when they've had such strong records. You know, I, I'd say in the time he's been captain, I don't know if anyone has a better winning percentage than than the Pollocks. I don't think so. That, yeah. That would be something for Mitch to come on the podcast and tell me. About. <laughs> he's got all the records. And we will get that. Don't worry. We will Mitch, get tell us how good your family yeah. has been. Oh, actually, I, I have statistical data. To yeah. there's, there's a separate category for how good the Pollocks have been <laughs> based on their draft position and everything. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uniforms this year. You've been very creative the past several years. Where, yeah. are, you, where are you looking towards this year? Uh, it's a, a big, well, I have, I never drafted someone that was connected to a sponsor. So that's why I was always able to get, uh, ace home improvements because they don't have an actual player in the league. So I, it depends on who I take and what lettering I can maneuver into something. Uh, I do like if I were to be ace again, I already have Pat Thomas looking into taking the expos symbol and turning into like a, AHI for Ace Home Improvement and maybe doing like an 80s Expos jersey okay. or like a 70s green uh, Oakland A's jersey. My cousin is big on the late 70s Pirates along with the like cylindrical hats. Okay, with the piping. So like the, the two yes. stripe piping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I think, you know, he wants to emulate uh, Willie Stargell. It's, it's fine. Uh, yeah. It's a good look. I just don't know. Black in the summer might be – you might have to go with yellow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yellow with the black lettering across. Yeah. And the, you know, the hat. Black in the summer is just as, – as nice as black does look, it gets very hot out there sometimes. Yeah. So I don't know if I can go with black. But I, yeah. I, well, are you, what, are you thinking of – are you thinking – last year you were trying to get me to do uh, – like seventies, the Braves. Uh, I the, yes. the Hank Aaron Braves. Yeah, and, right, right. And and I thought that made sense because if we were ace, we'd have the lowercase a as the hats yeah. and everything. And I, I don't know where I'm going. I have a couple of ideas for this year, but 
I really, honestly, I'm, I'm thrown on color. I'm going to come along with a sponsor. Uh, you know, Sal's Pizza is sponsoring my team. So yeah. I, I talked to Sal and I'm like, do, do you have, should we stick with like the pizzeria, the pizzeria co- colors? Like, should we stick with the black and the red? Because that's where our colors, we have black and red shirts. And he's like, do whatever you want. And I was like, yeah, that, that, that's just no guideline for me. <laughs> I'm, but, I'm, but I'm telling you though, the white socks, like the nineties white socks, black with like the uh, old timey looking S. S-O-X, and if you did Sal's going down, I think it would be sexy. Like down the side, like, yeah, but then what do I do? do I, that's what I'm saying. Do I do a black shirt with the white trim? That's it's going to be hot in the summer. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Or the white pinstripe. I'm not really into, like, the, the, the like white jerseys. And I can't do the white socks that we had two <laughs> years ago because that's literally our jersey from two years ago. Yeah, that was a good one. That, and, that was a good one, too. Yeah, and, and the Pollocks tried to copy that last year with their version of it, and it didn't look as good. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, VM cleaning yeah. just well, look well, I'm, sta- I'm starting to feel very old because Seth Jashinsky is talking to me about retro jerseys. I'm like, well, what do you think? He's like, I just want to make sure that, you know. 1999. <laughs> well, that's what he said. He's like the 98 Anaheim Angels. I'm like, that's like five years ago. I'm like, oh, wait, it's a while ago. But I'm like, that's, that's not retro. That's 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 that's, that's actually, uh, you know, contemporary. He wants right. like, he wants he, with like the angel with like the cartoon angel coming out of the A, like the Mo Vaughn Jim Edmonds, like right after the movie came out and they rebrand like they rebranded. The yeah, angels. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's like the Troy Glouse years. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a big era. Yeah, and Disney owning sports teams. It didn't go. It didn't go well for them. Yeah, yeah. Mighty Ducks and uh, and the Anaheim uh, uh, Angels and yeah. Now they're the yeah. Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, Mike, listen, uh, I'm excited for the season. I-, I can't wait for it to start, man. I'm a little nervous about the draft, but then again, who isn't? I should. Yeah, be I'm, I'm curious year. about the former, the former captains and where they go. Oh, there's nothing to be curious about. I think Joe is not going to be in the first round anymore. And Joe who? Mamone? Mamone's not going to be in the first round anymore. Wait, he he used to be a one? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Joe is not going to go in the first round. I think Bykovsky is going to slip to the second. Okay. And it's going to be tough when he was making an argument every year, I should be a two. And they're like, no, nah, you're a one. And then you get picked in the second, and you're like, dude, I told you. Yeah. But um, And then Fradkin? You know where does he go? Because I think he's very—he's a very specific type of player now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's—he's he's pitching, so you have to look at w- what you're doing with the rest of the team to build a defense around him. But also, I mean, he's—you know—offensively, he's like on the Mount Rushmore of Marlboro softball. Yes. So you gotta have—you gotta weigh all that. It's wild. Like I, I honestly, he's one of the guys that I toy with that I don't know where in the first round he goes or if he goes in the first round at all. Well, that, but, and that's a tough call for you to make. I mean, obviously, like, offensively, that would be amazing. Well, yeah, but who, who pitches but if you have a one and three and you just got you, – you're one and three and you only have your pitcher and your third baseman. Yeah. And you don't have any semblance of an outfield or middle infield and you already have two of your top three picks. Yeah, that's tough. It's very tough. That's rough. Well, uh, are you taking are you taking Kyle? Where's Dunleavy going? That is, I gotta say, I will say of any, I worry about rookie picks because he was my last rookie pick, and I, and I lucked out so much getting him in the third that I feel like I want to just leave it at that. Do you like, think? Do you think someone takes him late one? Um, I don't know. I mean, I know I I heard he traveled for um, spring training. The spring train. I heard he's doing a lot of traveling. And, 
and what I'm hearing is it. I hear he's traveling a lot. Looks like to Flavortown, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I picture I from talk I've heard I could picture him going late one, late one, early two. Yeah, that's yeah. Which is last year. Honestly, I got him in the wraparound with uh, I got Sandler and then I got Dunleavy, mm-hmm. and I was worried about someone taking Sandler, and I kind of pulled whoever else was there to make sure like I'd be able to get. Kyle on the other side, so I just took Sandler knowing I'd get, you know, yeah. it was one or the other but I was taken. I, thought I was 17th, so. Alright, final thing. Shortstop or outfielder first round? For me? For anybody. I I think I lucked out last year in getting Gluck in the fourth, mm-hmm. but I do think if you sit on a shortstop, oh, first of all, I think if you're getting a shortstop in the second round, you're you're reaching because I think our shortstops are very much either ones or, you know, like three fours. Mm-hmm. So I think if you get, if you take a shortstop in the, in the second, you might've put yourself in a bad spot later on. So I, I mean, my, I've always been a middle infield guy. So I like, I feel like you got to get a shortstop in the first round. And I feel like a lot of people I spoke to are the same way. That's why someone like a Fradkin might slip to early too. Yeah. And that's amazing if you if you start with like a bona fide first rounder and then Ed is your two. Yeah, that's, like, that's ima- a- like imagine imagine your draft is like Saglietto Fradkin. Yeah, geez, Saglietto. <laughs> I mean, I know the cat's out of the bag with him, but he is he's going to be a, I think ter- top first half of the draft pick. Stud. Yeah, just stud player. I think I think he'll go in the first nine. I don't know. I know a lot of people say. It's funny when people are like, he's like, no, that guy's going, he's one of the first five picks. He's one of the first five picks. And I'm like, I feel like I've heard this from like 15 people. So there's only five picks in the first five. Yeah, so. it's the same thing. Well, well, that's the thing. Like when you talk to people and it's like, oh, he's a first rounder. There's only 18 first rounders. Yeah. You can't have 25 guys in the first round. So, And I think more more years than, than others, we have a very stacked first round. Yes, you have the elites within the first round, but there's a lot of guys – bleeding into the second that you could justify our first round picks. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. All right, Mike. Well thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. All right. You. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. And I'll I'll see you on the field, but in a different a different uniform. But it's gonna be okay. Yeah. I'll tip I'll tip my cap to you. We'll have a good handshake as we exchange lineups and uh and rules. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> take it easy, Mike. All right, brother. All right, take care. Bye. T minus one week and counting. As we get to the 2021 Marlboro Softball Draft, uh, our next episode will actually be out, I think, after the draft. Not sure if we're going to get another pre-draft episode. Might wait till, you know, that Sunday night and record something uh, after the draft. So we'll get a post-draft recap episode and then we'll start to look ahead towards the actual start of the 2021 season. We'll have the Asshole Roundtable making their reappearance on the podcast. We'll also take care of the Pollock Power Rankings as well as we get closer to opening day of the 2021 season. So good luck to all the captains drafting, including myself. Uh, Good luck to all the players that are being selected in the draft And uh, I will talk to you guys after the draft next week. Man, it's here. Uh, Let's start getting nervous. On Marlboro Softball Talk, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Marlboro Softball Talk wherever you get your podcasts from. Talk to you next time.